everybody and welcome to today's podcast, Motivation Assist Podcast. I'm joined by Maeve again. Thank you, Maeve, for joining us. And I cannot believe, Maeve, my apologies in our intro. And when I was talking about your, your bio and your background, I completely forgot to mention the fact that you have done the program. Yeah. So I think, you know, and then obviously um, you're, you've been a consultant and you consult also. Mm -hmm. So I think it would be lovely to hear your story, um, um, how you found the journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think, you know, the, the something was, was a question was asked recently, which really got us thinking and had a very powerful impact. How does a slim person think and behave? Um, so that, that's, that's a big question. So I think, Maeve, if you don't mind sharing your story with us as to when you were carrying the weight and why you felt you were, you were overweight mm -hmm. and what came up for you on the mental weight questionnaire. Um, because again, I think we, you and I have talked about the scale, why the, why the scale is not, um, an instrument to use. It's our program looks at the reasons why excuse me, that you, that you, uh, have a weight problem. So we look at your habits, mm -hmm. um, your, your motivation level, self-image, stress and emotions. So bring us back, Maeve, to mm -hmm. when you were not thinking like a slim person. No problem, Ashling. So yes, it, it went on for about a decade, I would say. Um, I didn't have a weight problem when I was a teenager or anything like that. But when I hit college, like a lot of, uh, students, I, um, became my my diet was not great okay so mm -hmm. it was very reliant on refined carbs probably and um, what I didn't understand back then was anything about blood sugar control mm -hmm. so I would go for hours with you know not eating and then I'd be ravenous and then I would overeat and um, I remember at the time my boyfriend I would often finish his plate so he, he would come and we would mm -hmm. have a laugh about it because I would yeah. eat from his plate which I would never do now and mm. um, not out of but just that I, I'm eating fibrous protein type mm. foods that fill me up so mm -hmm. I don't need to eat from his plate and um, back then I would have yeah I would have been consuming too many uh, too much alcohol so my blood sugar would be through the roof and then it would crash and um, what I find very interesting is my lack of discipline back then and what I used to believe was a lack of willpower and in other words I'm just greedy person and I found out with the blood when I came to motivation I learned about eating protein every three to four hours and, and keeping that stable and then I realized that when you don't have those extreme lows in blood sugar you then find it much easier to make a healthy good decision so I wasn't having these huge dips in my blood mm. sugar where then I would my body was crying out for glucose, essentially, to fix that. Mm. And then I would reach out for a high sugar, high carb item to, to overfix it. Mm -hmm. And then it would swing up high and mm. it would crash again. And I had no understanding of that. So that's a huge shift for me. But I can't talk about this subject without talking about guilt because mm. that is a major huge. thing. That, huge. Yeah. Yeah, comes so, up every time with clients. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would say I was on a roller coaster of guilt and I... At the time, I was very impressed by women's magazines and I was young and impressionable, whatever the word. And I was always looking out for a kind of a quick fix diet. And I was looking at these beautiful girls and swimming togs on covers mm. and I and I would feel bad about myself. And then mm. I would overeat for, you know, feeling low, I would overeat and then the guilt would kick in. And then I would do that thing that all people in this situation would do is I've ruined it now anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start on Monday. It's all, my whole life's going to change mm -hmm. on Monday and I'm going to get this all together. 
and then Monday would come and something would happen and it would, mm. you know, would, mm. and not to say, sorry, out there that I was going through a mis miserable existence. You know, I was enjoying mm. my twenties and thirties, mm. but I had this all wrong and mm. um, the guilt was huge. So mm. what, you know, another thing I would say is back then the lack of discipline, somebody would offer me a chocolate or something and I had no discipline. I would just say yes all the time. Whereas I realize now that I think of food like, an ex-smoker so if somebody offered me a cigarette I would just say no no I don't smoke thanks so I know it sounds a bit on a high horse I hope it doesn't but when somebody offers me sugar I say to myself I just don't do that stuff generally you know mm -hmm. I'm not saying that every now and then I don't enjoy a bit of, of chocolate mm -hmm. I'm just saying generally I don't smoke generally mm -hmm. I do not do refined sugar and carbs you know mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. what I've learned and mm -hmm. um, so would you say maybe you're managing and that that's something that I think it's important for, for listeners to understand that this is not about deprivation, as you say. It's not weight loss. It's, I always say, weight management. Yeah. It's how you're managing. So it's not to say you can never have a, yeah. a chocolate again or whatever, mm -hmm. but, <coughs> excuse me, can you go to that box of chocolates and just have one or two and leave it at that versus what you would have been doing before? So yeah. that's what you're saying. You didn't deprive yourself. You basically learned new ways of, of coping and, and managing. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the other thing I should say is um is to have a new attitude towards food where it used to be just food kind of controlled me, whereas now I'm in control and I, I look at things and I have an option. So there's a donut in front of me and I say to myself, Do I really want the sugar roller coaster that's gonna ensue when I have this donut, which is I'm gonna probably feel tired, you know, soon mm -hmm. after it, I'm gonna have mm -hmm. a crash, then I'm probably gonna overeat later. Is it worth it? So now, you know, I'm more discerning about my food. And sometimes I might decide I am going to have the donut and that's lovely. Mm. But, you know, nine times out of ten, I don't want that, you know, high and then the crash. Mm -hmm. So there's there's much more informed decisions. I'm much more mm. educated thanks to, to motivation. Mm. And I, you know, I feel much more in a, in a, in a position of power rather than mm. I felt back then it was it was a hard time because I really felt food was controlling me. And, and therefore... As a consultant, I really related to and I understood where people were coming from when they talked about this, you know, cycle of guilt mm -hmm. that they were stuck in. Mm -hmm. um, but the other things, thinking like a slim person now, mm. um, I, I just wanted to say as well, I think there's a myth out there that people who are slim, like yourself, Ashling, um, and myself now, that we just, you know, we're lo really lucky. We've got really good genes, we've really good metabolism. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. a complete myth. I don't know about yeah. you, but yeah. I work really hard at it. You know, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And anybody mm -hmm. over the age of 30, I can tell you, mm -hmm. if they're slim, they are working hard at it. But the, the, the hard work is worth it. The, the payoff mm -hmm. is huge. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the first mistake. I think when I was overweight, I used to think that it was something down to metabolism. And mm -hmm. I didn't really take control and responsibility and that's what I'm doing today and I, I work every day at it mm. and it's it's worth every bit of work that I put in yeah. brilliant and can you remember Maeve on your mental weight report going back mm -hmm. um, mental weight being a measure of your habits behaviors and attitudes can you remember roughly what I know it's a long time ago what the mental weight was and what your physical weight was 
Yes, my, my physical, okay, so my mental weight was about two stone over my actual weight. Okay. okay, so meaning that your habits, your behaviors and attitudes were comparable to someone two stone heavier. And did exactly. you, were you aware of that at the time when you did your mental weight report? Were you surprised? Because I know a lot of clients mm -hmm. will go, no, no, I don't reward myself with food or I don't have guilt issues. And we'd always say that's where the tools come in. So yes. when you listen to the audios, um, which are available, by the way, guys, now online, you will hear um, a case history maybe that, oh gosh, and I know it happened myself, reward and loneliness came up um, and I'm going, no, I love being on my own. So so you need to sometimes have that light bulb moment or listen to a case history. Did you find when you saw your report and guilt came up or whatever other things um, and you did a high mental weight, how did you feel about it? I, I was surprised. I never thought of myself as a perfectionist. I was mm. really surprised. I would... Um, I would see perfectionism in other people, but I did not see it in myself. And, you know, as I've said to people before, I don't have a perfectly tidy house where you come in and everything's spotless. So that's sometimes where people think of perfectionism. But actually, when I spoke to my family and my sister said, of course, you're a perfectionist. You're really hard on yourself, she said, and you have really high standards of yourself. I didn't realize that. And I didn't realize, you know, my advisor at the time pointed out that that perfectionism was actually stalling me in my weight loss because it mm. was it was encouraging me to be an all or nothing thinker so I'm either 100% doing a really strict diet or I'm 100% not giving a hoot and I'm mm -hmm. just putting anything into my mouth that I want to eat mm. so th th it was a huge eye-opener and then the other thing was reward I didn't realize that I used food as a reward and then what I started doing is using other rewards so um, anybody who's come to see me as a, as a client will know I'm obsessed with Epsom salts and mm -hmm. baths. Mm. So that became my new Your thing. Your new reward, lovely. Oh, and non-oral, as we say. To, yes. And that's interesting you say that, Maeve, because, again, that's one of the, the behaviours um, or thought associations that comes up for a lot of clients um, on the Mental Weight Report. Reward going back to you and I know because when you're born, um, you have something, you're crying, you get something in the mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like myself you heard if you had finished your dinner for me it was angel delight I still think of my mother Lord Rester making angel delight but I only got that angel delight if I finished dinner so mm -hmm. it's back to you and I did another podcast on this on our thinking our programming um, and then the the guilt and perfectionism side as well did you hear this is where the audios come in again um, depending on a, on a client so some clients obviously may have it may be more of an issue than others but did you find from using the tools um, CD at the time mm -hmm. that you heard it it would say for example this is only touching on it mm -hmm. would you have used phrase like for the perfectionism say I have to did you hear yourself say I have to a lot yes absolutely okay. and, and Dr. LaRock mm. introduced me to that the should and the must mm -hmm. and, and then the different language which would be it'd be better if or mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and, I, and coming to a kind of an acceptance about mm not being perfect or being the perfect yeah. parent or being the perfect anything. So, mm. I mean, I would still have to work at it. You know, I would mm -hmm. catch myself mm. going definitely into, but now I'm aware of it. As you said, it, it, awareness yeah. is everything. Huge. So. Absolutely. And I think the three A's are, are important there too. So it's awareness, accepting. You said it's a lovely mm -hmm. thing that you said. We're only human. I think that mm -hmm. perfectionism, yes, we, we can be way too hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the third step is, is, is action. Yeah. So it's absolutely brilliant, Maeve. You, you took those three steps. Mm -hmm. And also just to mention to you, I know that you are doing this, um, maintenance 
obviously you look fantastic now you're thinking and behaving like a healthy person three children later you really look great um the maintenance side as we say to all our clients on the maintenance program it's not just to check your your physical weight is okay we want to see that your mental weight is still okay are the habits and behaviors still healthy or we can see and i have a copy in front of me the reds the danger zones we can see if they're creeping back in again mm-hmm. and the beauty is that we can um catch it before the the weight goes up you know so um i'm assuming your your last mental weight it was all blues and pinks and the reds are gone because you certainly looked the part thank you actually it was it was good but what was was really good to see was it picked up that my water intake had fallen really Ah, badly over the summer so um i'd been a religiously two liters a day Mm. did you hear the word you just said there it says it all religiously religiously isn't that really interesting (laughs) because that is the you know and again we always say to clients like 80 percent of our consultations is listening um and we're all very experienced at this to hear words like that um, we're talking about the guilt and perfectionism. I, st- I stuck to it rigid, rigidly oh, yes. by the book, this yeah. all or nothing or all whatever. Or nothing. So isn't it really interesting oh, that yeah. the words that we use and back to what you said and you, you kindly shared in a podcast, our thoughts determine our actions. I think that is such a powerful, a, a powerful statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so congratulations again, Maeve. You're, you're a healthy mental weight now and you've all the blues and the pinks and whatever and feeling good and, and looking good. So you're a great, um, a great inspiration. And thank you so much for sharing in this week's podcast again. Pleasure. Um, and we look forward to, I think maybe you're going to join us for another one. Um, please God, looking forward to it too. And um, thank you guys for listening and we look forward to you talking to you soon.